0: Welcome to 8Tracks, the show where we look at 8Tracks, share one theme. As the show goes on, we want you to listen along with the playlists that are provided in the description, whether that's on Spotify or YouTube, that's up to you. Just as we say track 1, listen to track 1. Or you can listen to them all before. We just want you to have heard the tracks for this. I'm Jamie, as ever, I'm joined by Katie. Hey this might be the fifth attempt at the intro.
1: No, it's the ninth. I think. You counted so good!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this week's theme is the best of the 2010s. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Woo! 2010s! Oh man, look at that mic peek. Yeah, I'm um, sorry about that. <laughs> So I was asked to
1: provide more energy <laughs> And I have never half arsed anything in my life
0: No, you whole arse everything Whole
1: arse everything or no arse Nothing
0: no, Nothing at all Is that
1: how that works? I don't know Okay, let's get on with this
0: Aye. We have decided, because it's the end of the decade Let's pick the best tracks to go back and look through
1: A Caveat here, our favourite
0: Yeah, our favourite But not necessarily the best And there might be more episodes of this Yeah,
1: not totally because, there it, was... because it's subjective
0: Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I had an 83 track playlist that I got down to four for this. He read
1: them all to me and I could have slept. Or died. Or died. No, I wasn't going to die. Fingers crossed. No, I wasn't going to die. Don't wink at me and be like, oh, I can't wait for you to die. I don't have any money and Uh, you're not fucking getting it.
0: Oh, that's not what the prenup says. (laughs) (laughs) Or your will, I don't know. (laughs) Pattern. Right, so first up is Katie's first pick.
1: Hello. My first choice for song of the decade was England by The National. Track one. One,
0: two, three, four! So that was England by The National?
1: That was England by The National from the 2010 album High Violet. So we are literally starting at the absolute beginning point. (laughs) Well, yeah. I I think I think it's a beautiful song, and the reason I chose it is because I feel like it's indicative of the like. You could, I could have chosen something by like Bon Iver or Bright Eyes or like Suffolk and Stevens, Grizzly Bear, like something.
0: Just your sad emo, yeah. Like indie just my tunes. sad
1: indie tunes that I'm really into because, like, I spent so many years at school being sad and indie.
0: But you chose the national. I chose the national. Not to I chose be confused the with the race.
1: Not to be confused with the national lottery, the newspaper, or oh, yeah, the newspaper, um, yeah. yeah, the newspaper. Yeah, the newspaper. Yeah, because when you Google the national, it comes up with the band and then loads of stories about Scottish independence. And I'm like, yeah, that's a vibe I'm into. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. So anyway, that's yes. us no, I think it's. I think it's really good. I think it's a. I think it's a stunning song for a start. It's from High Violet, like I said.
0: So it's considered one of their best albums. It's, yeah,
1: it's yeah. People really like. They tend to really like the Boxer, mm. and they tend to really like High Violet. Mm. And I think High Violet's my favourite national yeah. album. I can't put across how beautiful I think that song is. Mm. I just think the, the the way the instrumentation works, like it's really. It's got that kind of lilting. Aspect mm. to it, and then it rises. At it builds. The end it builds kinda, really nicely, and yeah. like
0: the inclusion of like the horns and stuff really kind of really kicks like into to another horns. level. Yeah, it works. Mm. It is just a nice song.
1: Yeah, I th- I I think it is. It's just a pretty song, and mm. I actually have it on my wake up playlist. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so like I've got a playlist that plays off my Alexa. Mm. It starts at six in the morning to get me out of bed for work, mm. and it runs for like thirty five minutes. Mm. I can normally sleep through Aretha Franklin, but mm. <laughs> don't ever sleep through the national. Right, it's, it's only horns. Yeah, Hans. which is an indictment on Aretha. I'm so sorry, Aretha. <laughs> I know, spitting. You do need your R E S P E C T, and I will not give it to you. I'm
0: sorry. I'm not the biggest national fan, in yeah, all honesty. Like, I get that. I like they're they're fine. They're just not particularly for me. My dad's really into them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just their songs are like I've never found any offense with any of them. If you get what I mean,
1: uh, they tend to be. You know, you've got these kind of like Marmite bands. Yeah. And it's like you either bands like Corn, right? Yeah. People either love or they f- they fucking right. hate Corn. But the National are, like, the most, like, white know, bread, kind of... Peanut butter band. Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, if you've got it in the house, I'll take it on bread. No problem. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know. I I think they're really, really good at what they do. And like I said, like, I could have picked, you know, I could have picked something off a of Grizzly Bear album. Definitely could have picked 400 Bright Eyes songs. No, you love color, I fucking Eyes. love Bright Eyes. I have such, such a... There's a sad little weird emo mm. indie kid in me just being like Conor, I best some of you <laughs> just at any given ever opportunity you know. but like I do I do feel like the national, especially High Violet, especially songs like Bloods Bud Blood, Ohio, Bloods yeah. Blood, Buzz, Ohio, which is really hard for me to say for some reason, and England, hmm. they're very indicative of the kind of indie music that was around yeah. in the kind of early 2010s. I would
0: say it even surpasses that, because that had like a grandiose scale to yeah, totally, it. It totally Yeah, the other indie tracks from that era just doesn't Yeah, completely.
1: Like the National were doing a lot of, you know, they were hmm. adding a lot of, like, trumpets and horns and like, a brass section One of shit. my picks
0: later is maybe a good counterpoint to this. Yeah. yeah I'll talk about that at a time. Yeah, don't, don't blow your I won't loads. egg, I won't <laughs> egg all. Anyway, shall we move on to the next track? Yes,
1: let's move on.
0: So my next track is completely different. It is Square Hammer by Ghosts. Yes! Ghost. Black Something completely different from the national, there. It's so <laughs> it's, it's such so a good kids. song. I absolutely love, I love Ghost. It. Yeah, no, that track is just brilliant on so many levels. That, um,
1: that's the definition of a banger.
0: It is an absolute. Is it so cool it's cool to say things are banger. Oh, it's an absolute banger, but. banger. And, like, right, it's metal, but it's taken inspiration from pop in the best ways. It's a good hook. The guitar leads through the track and kind of hooks you back. Like there's just the detailing is so good. Having like two drum kicks underneath bits in the verse just to highlight it. So after thunder, with like drum kicks underneath it to really boost that kind of moment on. And then like the little links in the guitar between the vocal parts and the chorus. Oh, it's just it's just great.
1: All I know is that I didn't like Ghost right, and then you kept playing Square Hammer, and then yeah. I was sitting in the kitchen washing dishes. Going, are you on the square? Are you on the level? And then I was like, oh, fuck, I like ghosts now, don't ghost, Ghosts are good.
0: <laughs> now, I saw Ghost back in 2013. Here we go. One of Jamie's best, best stories, best ghost stories. Good story comes out. I know, I only heard like a couple tracks. This was way before this. Square Hammer is from the 2016 single, "Pop Star, which is probably my favourite kind of ghost release. Apart from um, prequel after it, because that's an absolute belter of an mm. album as well. But anyway, back in 2013, I went to go see Cash Ghost. Your mind
1: back to 2013.
0: Jägermeister were doing a tour with several big metal bands, and it was Ghosts, Gojira, and another band I can't remember. But I paid a fiver, Good and stuff. it was one of the best gigs I've ever been to. In my fucking Good, life. Good,
1: inexpensive
0: stuff. I just remember Ghost on stage and all these just everyone dancing
1: loads of drinks companies used to do that because I went right. on the I went on the Jack Daniels happy birthday David Bowie experience <laughs> that had like Charlene Spiteri doing a cover of I don't think it was Ashes to Ashes or something and like the guy from the beta band I can't remember his name Steve Mason from the beta band hmm. and Echo and the Bunnymen who were just shit face drunk hmm. on the free Jack Daniels those were the days
0: no, and that's where yeah and that's where it was a pound a drink a pound a shot even sorry three years ago I showed three shot glasses as well oh yeah uh,
1: it was like a pound 75 for a Jack and Ginger Oof. and I was scunnering Jack and Gingers
0: anyway Ghost Ghosts are good yeah and I think they really developed over time like the first couple albums were very much in that kind of rooted satanic like religious imagery. And while that's still there in this, they've managed to kind of bring it forward so it's not just kind of Latin chants and stuff like that. It's uh, a the bit Latin more chants are poppy. the best. So like I would really <laughs> appreciate
1: if you did not deride the chanting.
0: Yeah, no, I just think that they are absolutely brilliant, but I would not pay fifty pounds to go see them now, sadly. Um would you? Yeah, I would totally oh, i
1: no but like it's kind of like going to see like Lizzo or like something like that. It would be a total experience. Mm. Like you're not just paying to see. Like I totally get see paying fifty pounds to go and see Interpol who Aye. stand around in suits and just gurn, Aye. right. They, they essentially gurn. I've seen <laughs> Interpol maybe five or six times, and each time they have gurned harder <laughs> than the time before. <laughs> and they're wee suits, Paul <laughs> mm. Banks, wears the sunglasses he takes them off, he puts them back on. You know, so I'm not paying fifty pounds for that. <laughs> but I think with Ghost, it's like a pure experience. You Look- know.
0: Having seen them, wouldn't pay 50 quid for it. They were, no, like, trust me. Okay, it's, okay. Like, they might be on stage in makeup and that, and they perform well. They're not super dynamic. okay. Or they weren't when I saw them. At least okay. they weren't at a fifty pence. Maybe stage they are that, now. Maybe they've improved in that aspect too. But aye, it's a bit steep. Do it? you to
1: pay fifty pounds to see yeah. Ramstein? Ramstein, please, please play the UK, yeah, and not just Cardiff.
0: Right. Next up is <laughs> yes. your second pick, Katie. Hi, yes, it
1: is.
0: Would you like to introduce your second pick?
1: I think my second pick is "Damn These Vampires" by the Mountain Goats. Shark so that was Mountain Goats, that was Damn These Vampires.
0: Very classic Mountain Goats sound right Yeah, I like it. It's good, right? It is just, what's the name, John?
1: I believe it's pronounced Darnell.
0: Yeah, John Darnell, just being very upset about something. But today
1: it's vampires. Today
0: it is vampires. (laughs) Damn these vampires. Of the
1: emotional energy variety. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the 2000s in my life were defined by the presence of the song No Children. Yeah. And
0: off of Tallahassee.
1: Off of Tallahassee, great song. It's one of those songs you when you're depressed you sing it every new year yeah, as a yeah. kind of like go get 'em kids to remember not to kill yourself. Yeah, I really I, I feel like Dami's Vampires has a really similar energy.
0: Yeah, it has it's, it's better. Uh, yeah, and, totally. And there's no emotion or feel that the Mountain Goats do better than the Better.
1: Yeah, oh that's completely. And
0: they are a fantastic better band.
1: Oh yeah. For sure,
0: it came off the album All Eternals Deck, yeah, from twenty eleven, which by the way. is
1: cool because it was supposed to be it's the it's a tarot deck. Oh, that right. he's that he's envisaged.
0: I'm listened to this album. Yeah, right no, it,
1: um, I think it was their first one that came out in the decade. Yeah, but yeah, no, I really I really like it. I think it's one of those songs where when you sing it, you can't help but commit to it. Like, mm. damn these vampires,
0: damn these vampires.
1: Yeah, I think that sense of commitment you really. You, you get it big when you listen to the Mount Goats. I, I saw them, I think, twice during the 2010s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw I'm them. I'm jealous at, of that. Yeah, I saw them once at the Arches and then another time at King Tut's. Mm. And, like, both times. I think think at the... I think at King Tut's they played down these vampires. Mm-hmm. And I was there by myself because no one would come with me to see the mountain goats. And I was like, fuck all you guys, I'm going to go. <laughs> Damn um, these vampires who <laughs> won't
0: buy mountain goats tickets and merchandise.
1: Damn these vampires and also my friends who have no
0: taste.
1: So, yeah. You know when you're on, like, have you ever been in your own uh, gig and you have this kind of like moment of profoundness? Like, oh. Yeah, that was, that was it nice. for me. Nice. It was good, yeah. So, like, I feel like a lot of my choices are quite emotional compared I think, to... I think,
0: like, what we went, when we were picking our playlist for this, we were picking songs that really meant something to us. Yeah, like,
1: yeah.
0: And not necessarily just for, like, technical ability or that. We picked yeah. songs that take us back to a period of time in our lives. Yeah, lights. totally. And, yeah, that's nice though. That, yeah, that like, that I, I
1: kind of... Whenever I listen to it, I do have this very clear memory of myself... By myself mm. in King Tut. It's just been like, yeah, damn these vampires, John. Yeah, damn yeah. these fucking vampires. Yeah.
0: I would love to see them. Later, oh, they're coming to
1: Glasgow soon. Are we they? Should we go? Yeah, yeah. we will go. Okay, we'll. cool. Well, that's, yeah. Um, just arranging future music yeah, gigs Yeah.
0: <laughs> so many gigs. So many gigs. Right. Shall we move on? Yeah, go for it. My next pick is even more lo fi than that. Oh, heck. It's Nothing's Gonna Hurt You Baby by Cigarettes After Sex. <laughs> That was Nothing's Gonna Hurt You Baby by Cigarettes After Sex here on Smooth Gems Radio.
1: I aggressively hear that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was Nothing's Gonna Hurt You Baby by yep. Cigarettes After Sex off their first EP released in 2012. I just love how unrelentingly lo-fi that is. It's that very, is. very chilled out, very ambient. It's a bit sexy it's a wee bit sexy So a wee bit sexy I'd
1: say
0: it's a big bit sexy oh yeah yeah it's a sexy yeah. tune yeah yeah it's just it's, it's you're nice you have no sexy for <laughs> <of her>. you're <laughs> I, just, I just think it's nice and chill out it's minimalist guitar it's minimalism as a track totally sure a shoegaze i don't know i wouldn't call it shoegaze oh yeah um i think it's minimalism um mm-hmm. yeah i like to be fair i associate shoegaze with bands like my bloody valentine which is yeah. the exact opposite is layering sounds over sounds over sounds yeah whereas that is you know polar opposite of that it, where it's probably still shoegaze but it's about using as little instrumentation as you can possibly i mean like there's one beat throughout that entire track and it's just a kick and a hi-hat and a it snare would be cracker
1: for you to just call me an idiot a non calling <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> but I am very minimal guitar and then the yeah. keyboard kicking at the chorus to give it a bit more boost. This is the one that I was talking about earlier that I thought would be a good, you know, counterpoint to the national.
1: And yeah, an antidote, if you will.
0: An antidote, the, yeah. Whereas the national's national. like very rousing yeah, and totally, like the totally. horns come in to kinda of kick it up to a new gear, this is very just so very
1: low fi, and yeah,
0: we went to see them. Oh, uh, this is last year at Idlib Theatre, and, and it was terrific. Apart yeah, from the gig itself, was you know, band were fantastic, mm-hmm. they sound amazing live. Did a really good cover of Keep on Loving You, yeah, by who's that by? I don't know, REO Speedwagon. There, you go. There, we go. The crowd were fucking awful. It was just like people loudly talking over this, and like imagine listening to a song with somebody's like shouting next to you to a pal. This music so essential! Like
1: yeah, that was that's the big takeaway. Quote, by yeah, the way. that's the big takeaway I always remember. Just and these two <laughs> people who were quite literally shagging
0: aye in front of you. Yeah. So is that how you thought it was a bit sexy?
1: No, no, no. Like <laughs> no, but
0: it is a bit sexy. aye, aye. I mean they are. You're
1: getting some evil idea, <laughs> right
0: now. <laughs> shade noise and sound into the podcast. <laughs> 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 no, please put the proper one in because I just made an absolute. I was gonna say <laughs> they've got to you know keep up like releasing good stuff i can't believe that yeah. song came out in 2012 I...
1: yeah when you said that i was really surprised and then i kind of remembered what was that record shop up on the mound coda, coda. we used to go into coda mm. when we started going out mm-hmm. four years ago no, no. and you would be like oh i really want to buy this cigarettes after sex ep it's only seven pounds but i don't want to spend seven pounds on an ep and i'd be like oh for fuck's sake and how that's... times have changed by the way
0: <laughs> 20 pounds for an EP? I don't bother, sir
1: yeah but like you know yeah you were you were really yeah. I always had one copy of it
0: oh, yeah and you I always ended had one up, copy of it I did buy that copy you did you like did. eventually but I've listened to that song <laughs> it took, it took <laughs> three and a half years because <laughs> I, I, I think I first heard that song in like 2014 or something so I actually getting to see them last year was a bit wild I was like yeah. oh fuck they're coming to play in my town mm. which is yeah a bit random yeah
1: like just down the road from us as well which yeah. was pretty cool
0: it was ideal anyway next track <clears throat> is Katie's oh, Pick
1: I'm so excited about this one right okay This is Same Drugs by Chance the Rapper. That was Chance the Rapper, Same Drugs.
0: Yeah, fantastic pop song.
1: Yeah, really, really good. Not to sound
0: like you're there. (laughs) <laughs> a fantastic pop song. I it's the I, Alan Partridge. Pop songs?
1: <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I really, really struggled to pick a Chancellor Rapper song mm. because I do think that Colouring Book, which is the album that I came off of, from 2016. And, from 2016, and Acid Rap are two of the absolute best albums of the decade. Mm. I cannot encourage anyone to listen to mm. either of those albums enough because they mm. are phenomenal. And, mm. which, it's your fault that I'm into Chance the Rapper. Yes, so yes, much. it is. Really, really like them. And don't get me wrong, like he falls into all the traditional traps
0: of hip-hop but like yeah. you know that's 2010s hip-hop yeah yeah and there's been yeah so many fantastic albums
1: yeah oh for sure for sure yeah because you were so close to picking something from redbone as well
0: yeah um sorry redbone's the track excuse me sorry uh, awaken my love awaken my love thank you i was also very close to picking something off of uh, tyler creator's most recent album yeah Igor. that's
1: such a good album <laughs> oh, no. anyway sorry sorry chance rapper so i love that song i just think it's, it's fantastic it's, uh, it's a fantastic pop song. Yeah, it's, it's just such a
0: good song. It mixes in its lyrics, kind of you know, yearning, nostalgia, and thinly veiled Peter Pan references. Yeah, when
1: you told me it was go- it was about Peter Pan, I totally blew my mind. I did not realize.
0: See, I didn't either. Right, and I would love to be like, yeah, no, I totally got that. God, another <laughs> song with Peter Pan references. Nah, I was listening to it on Spotify, and the genius suggestion yeah, came yeah, up, yeah. and I was like, oh fuck, that's for Peter Pan. Eh? Yeah, Captain Hook. Yeah? <laughs>
1: No, but it's totally obvious once you hear it. I yeah, we were talking during that while the song was playing because we listened to the songs, and you were saying that you like the, mm. uh, the album version better. I like the single version with mm. the female singer. In it. I can't remember her name, which is terrible. But yeah, I really like. I like both versions. I like both I just versions. Think it's but a great song.
0: I prefer the album version, but that's it's because it's you know a bit more. It's not even stripped back, but it's I don't know edited. I, yeah. like, I think that works better for me. Yeah. But I can see why. Maybe there's a list in different versions being better that we might cover at some yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think the instrumentation in that track is brilliant. The strings yeah. kicking in at just the right times. The, at the guitar end, at the end. Yeah, that ba loom just to accentuate the ending yeah, little vocal yeah. parts and stuff. It's, oh, it's great.
1: It's really good. And like it's a really good little coda in the album as well. Because mm. the album, not to go into the whole depth of it, but the album is about Chance the Rapper had a kid. Mm. And then turned to God. Mm. He's always been Christian, but he like properly found God. Mm. And if you listen to Acid Rap and Color and book Back to Back, you can mm. hear how his life has changed. Mm. And it's just phenomenal. It's such an uplifting album. And they think I think I read somewhere that it's like the first like gospel hip hop album mm. to go to the charts. And mm. you can totally hear it. But yeah. it's such a good album. Chance Rappers fucking amazing. And
0: coloring yeah. books, great song. I, I, like, yeah. The chord sequences really remind me of like Bowie esque ones, not like oh, yeah. the dissonant kind of uh, Aladdin John era. But I was trying learning this in guitar at one point this year, and for some reason, like chord wise, it reminds me of Life on Mars. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, a little bit, just in the way, just in, in the, the progressions, yeah, in the progressions, and not necessarily saying chords for that. But, and I could be off on that but okay. yeah it gives me vibes on that
1: happy birthday David Bowie happy, is it his birthday? <laughs> no it was his birthday that day
0: ah oh, well happy birthday it's not his David. birthday
1: because he's dead
0: Ah, rest in peace that's that's <laughs> something we lost in the 2010s <laughs> and another another track nearly made it onto this list oh jesus right. anyway let's move, on to, to move on. let's move on to my next pick which is Lonely Town by Brandon Flowers <laughs> That was Lonely Town by Brandon Flowers of the twenty fifteen album, The Desired Effect. What a belter.
1: Just it's such a good pop song. It's just such a
0: good pop song. And yeah, this was from his first solo no, I think it might be his second solo album, yeah. Um but I can tell you. Not me neither. Um <laughs> I remember it coming out it was in between killers albums as well. I think they were maybe on a Wee Hiatus or something, right. where they were changing the style and Turn this kind wee, of yeah, this yeah, kind of struggle key, and key right. Hot Fuss was very much influenced by indie pop of the time, indie yeah. rock of the time, sorry. Like, Franz Ferdinand and stuff, but yeah. well, it was the same year, so. Well,
1: yeah.
0: But you know what I mean, the scene. Yeah, yeah. And then Samstown, the second album came out, and you could hear the Bruce Springsteen influence creep yep. in. And that kind of carried on over, and they started kept making like good pop tunes after that. Yeah this is the first one where the proper 80s influence, the 80s pop influence yeah, comes in. You can it, totally w- hear it. In that synthesizer use. And th- I think that song is an absolute lesson in how to use synthesizers and when to use them. And it, th- like, you can see that it carried on to the way The Killers went mm-hmm. with Wonderful Wonderful coming out a couple of years ago. And that's exactly how they've started to sound now. Yeah. is that kind of, you know,
1: Synth-y heavy kinda. synth way. And yeah,
0: yeah. you know, we saw them uh, we play did. Transmit and they Transmit. were a lot of fun.
1: Yep, they were indeed.
0: But and I know just just that song hits so many like great notes. Yeah. The kind of quiet start to it, and then that, when that bass kicks in, that uh, that bass synth, that ba 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 ba, is so good. And like the little detailing and the different synthesizers at different points in the song, where you're like, yes, that's exactly what was needed there. Well done.
1: I can just add. Yeah. It's good it's good
0: it's good the rest of the album's all right the other single was quite good as well they sampled small town boy by bronsky oh, beat oh th- it
1: was that on the yeah, album yeah. right okay because that was on the radio all the time yeah that
0: mm-hmm. one got way more airplay yeah. than this one sadly because i i think this is a better song overall right. because that one relies too heavily on small town boy being a fantastic track okay
1: right, um what take oh yeah no no it does
0: <laughs> small town boy is a fantastic oh, track Banner. Yeah, and yeah, it was just such a good pop song. We used to cover it in the band. It was a lot of fun. Oof. I, I think that Brandon Flowers' album is a bit underappreciated now. It yeah. got some airplay at the time, but not necessarily. Um, I have
1: a lot of time for Brandon Flowers. A lot of time for him.
0: He seems like an all right guy.
1: I don't even just mean as a person. I just like mean musically. I. Like he seems to. He seems to have. Browning Flowers doesn't seem to worry about where he's branching out. No, he just no, seems, he to, just go seems to go there and, and just try it. And if it works, if you know, he throws shit at the wall, and if it sticks, it, it sticks. Sucks, yeah, if it doesn't, whatever, throw else. I
0: have to say, if you get the chance, go see the Killers live. They life. were really good. Um, you can see his teeth from a fucking mile long. Oh along. my god, they, they are
1: the whitest. Big teeth.
0: white American Holy gnashers. mother! You can tell they're from fucking Vegas. He came out in a gold plummy suit at one yeah. point. I was like, Jesus Christ!
1: But like, I'm not even that big a Killers fan. Yeah, like, I, I like the Killers just fine. Mm. And that was that was a real that was mm. a real event going that, to see them.
0: That was a great. That was like, a great gig. I mean, who else was there? Franz Ferdinand, in churches. Yeah. That was that was a hell of a day. That was a great day. Um, yeah. But aye, that that was that song key mm. now we're on to your last oh, pick
1: this is my last pick and i'm really sorry about it because it's really obvious and it is a uh, sunday day 13 by the twilight Sad.
0: So that was Sunday day 13 by the Twilight Sad off It Won't Be Like This All The Time from 2019 yes, 2019 Jesus that album feels like it's been out a fucking decade
1: it's probably because we've seen them 800 times yeah
0: we've seen them literally five no four times four times four it times. will be
1: five in April
0: yeah Jesus. Yeah, that's
1: my fault and I'm not sorry
0: yeah um, actually before we get on to talking about the track if you see them playing in your town, I'm going to insist you go see them. <laughs> like, you know, I was you know saying go see the Killers, but like I insist you see the Twilight Sad.
1: It's, it's really... If I
0: was there, I'd be yeah. taking your card out your wallet and buying the tickets for you with but, your yeah. card. Not my money, your money. <laughs> 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 we can't
1: afford to take you all to see the Twilight Sad. We'd love to, though. We would, but my credit card is already monstrous. Yeah. So, you know. I always really hesitate to put the Twilight Sad on things because... They are the only band I've ever liked enough to tattoo on myself. Yes. I just, they mean so much to me that I'm beginning to sound like a broken record.
0: It's why LA Sad are fantastic.
1: They're phenomenal.
0: Every album so far has been just great in yeah. its own way and they've all been very different. Yeah. And they evolve over yeah, time. Yeah, they do. They and do. I think especially it won't be like this all the time. Yeah. That album is phenomenal That's a from phenomenal start album. to finish. It really is. The Sunday Day 13 isn't my favourite track in the album. Yeah. But I see where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, it. I mean it's it's not mine either. My favorite track on the album is Machina, but uh, like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. why would you pick this then?
1: I, it's really difficult to explain. I was going to pick another Twilight Sad song, and then we realized that would be a better fit for a different episode. So, oh, there's oh, yeah. wee bit of a, <laughs> inside baseball. Oh, we've got a cliffhanger. I keep you coming back. But yeah, so it's the one song on the album that I know where I was the first time I listened to it. Mm. I was in my car in traffic coming home from work on Mm. the M8 and I cried in my car.
0: Mm. That's not an unusual occurrence. That's not an
1: unusual occurrence. If you've ever cried, like, if you ever need to cry, just do it in a car. It's a fucking great place to have a cry. Mm. But, like, there's something about that song that's just so raw and emotional Mm. and perfect to me. I don't throw that word around lightly. And I have so much time for the Twilight Sad. Their evolution has kind of run parallel to my own growing up Mm -hmm. and events in my life where I've needed music. Mm -hmm. You know, like the first time I left university Mm -hmm. where I was politely asked not to come back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, you know, getting older, moving on in my life, moving up in my life. And they've always kind of been there for me. And when shit gets really bad, I know there's always music and there's always the Twilight Sad and that's I felt Mm -hmm. like I needed to pick a Twilight Sad song for my decade
0: and it's very much a hopeful track it won't be like this all the time yeah it won't be it won't be like this all the time
1: and it also reintroduced me to the great scottish phrase shoot the crow no which means fuck off (laughs) well
0: what a song it's a great
1: song It's, it's a great song from a great album from a great band and I will pick the Twilight Side a lot over this mm. podcast. Yeah. Jamie will probably have to tell me to stop.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna ca- crack down on that <laughs> point. But um, like like honest like music wise, it's very ambient. Um, yeah. another great use of synthesizers, yeah. doing that kind of looping. Like, They're a great dum, wall
1: dum, of sound dum, dum, band dum, as well. Yeah. Like, Especially
0: on that album as well. Yeah. Like it really works as well.
1: Yeah. Great musicians as well. Andy McFarlane's a phenomenal guitar guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guitar um, linguist. <laughs> um, James Graham's an incredible singer, hmm. phenomenal performer. Yeah, like. The ghost of, of uh, Ian Curtis inhabits oh, his soul in a way I have never quite seen before.
0: Right, let's be honest. I like The Twilight Sad, and Katie loves The Twilight Sad.
1: I adore The Twilight
0: Sad. So, when I was a bit hesitant when we first went and go see them, mm. but they were fantastic you need to see them
1: yeah they're the band that have defined my decade
0: I came to them quite late on oh, 2014 I think I was the first time I ever heard them but I would say yeah they are one of the most important bands of the decade easily
1: yeah I mean for me I don't want no, to be no no in general uh, I think
0: they're one of the most oh, important think? bands of the oh, decade oh well,
1: okay yeah because some de- do you know that way where you like a band so much you wonder if you're over egging the mm. pudding kind of thing yeah like... no.
0: I know I, I do think yeah. that they are and I think their influence will be heard later
1: yeah well, Robert Smith seems to like them, and if Robert oh, yes. Smith thinks they're cool, everyone should think they're cool. Cool. And he hates the monarchy, so, hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And thinks Morris is a gun,
0: hmm. Yeah, he's right on both mm-hmm. those fronts. Okay, let's go to my last let's pick. Let's go
1: to your last pick.
0: And if you thought that was obvious for Katie, then this one will very much be obvious for me. It is I Appear Missing by Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> was i appear missing off of 2013's like clockwork by queens of the stone age yes now that album never mind song mm-hmm. is a fucking masterpiece it kind of came at a point where queens of the stone age had been on hiatus for a long time josh Homme had gone off and done them vultures mm-hmm. with dave Grohl and john paul jones of led zeppelin and then there was just a break with him creating music he also did eagles of death metal yep. at that point as well of course but he actually spent a lot of time in hospital. He was seriously ill yeah. for a long time following that album. Was he okay?
1: Uh,
0: no. Um, he oh. nearly died. Oh, God. Which is what a lot of the lyrics on this album were about. And right. I think it was a turning point for Queens of Stone Age lyrically because it started covering more personal topics rather than the abstract. Sure. And I think that's that album was then at the strongest lyrically. Whereas the most recent album was like a reaction to it because that album is very dark. Right. Very existential, questioning kind of just doer. Right. And bleak. Right. The most recent album is kind of like, I've moved on then. Sure, sure. Life can be fun again. But like, looking at the lyrics and that alone, so I'm going to read. Oh, <laughs> read, right, okay. Read, okay. okay. A notes. dramatic
1: reading of of Stone Age."
0: Calling all comas, prisoner on the loose, description, a spitting image of me, except for a heart-shaped hole where the hope runs out. Shot me awake, tear me apart, pinned like a note in a hospital gown. Prison of sleep, deepened now, a rabbit hole never to be found again. Yeah, he spent a lot of time thinking he was never going to get back out of hospital. Right. So it was a lot of just spiralling depression. Sure, and yeah. Yeah, you can feel the anxiety in that yeah, track. Yeah,
1: you
0: can. And um, like musically, I think they're on top of their game. Alex Turner doing the intro, uh, guitar-wise mm. as well, from the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah,
1: because he produced one of their albums, didn't yeah, he? Uh,
0: Josh Homme produced Arctic Monkeys' third album, right. which is not light at all for some reason. I like it, but then it's because it sounds like a Queen of the Stone Age album. So there you go, then. that's why I like it. Yeah, what did you think?
1: I like it, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm really sorry. I like, I'm sorry, I can't provide a more
0: nuanced
1: description of of the song than I like it, yeah. I think it's kind of atypical of the stuff that Quiz the Stories do that I like.
0: Mm. It's it's yeah, because you like they're more kind of upbeat. Yeah,
1: I, well, I wouldn't say that. Like I like threes and sevens. I like six, six, six. I All
0: like, tempo. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: Rather not be. There
1: a lot of their stuffs on my gym playlist. Yeah, because I'm lifting like yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, th- I think it's a poppier direction than that. Which I like.
0: Aye, that you album looked at
1: me like I just no, swarmed no, at you there.
0: No, I, no, I, because I agree and I disagree. Right. I think that album is poppier than what they did before. Sure. Not as poppier as they've become now with Mark Ronson producing. Which no, is, but but like, um, I like that. Yeah. I think he's a good musician. Mark anyway. Ronson
1: takes everyone.
0: Aye, poppier. Oh, yeah. Although he kept it kind of rock for Queens of Stone Age. Before that album came out, it had been a long time since Queens had re- released music. Yeah. And I remember the singles getting released. I think this might have been... The first single released sure. off the album. I could be wrong. Is that the first or the last? Right. And me just going, God damn! Like, <laughs> was that a good? God damn! Yeah, like a, I was like, fucking hell! This is yeah. this is fantastic. And the album features like like lots of other musical yeah. guests all over it, like Jake Shears from the um, Sister Sisters him. Elton John plays piano on it. Cool. Um, cool like a bunch of people just show up on that album
1: right, like hercules Aye. Yeah. hercules hercules oh his middle name hercules yeah, yeah. It's, Her- it's elton hercules john Aye, that's a... i er, went for hercules, hercules so he's now hercules
0: hercules <laughs> sorry sadly when i saw them live they played every track off the album bar this one my favorite raging yeah no i just i think that track is like it's a masterpiece yeah uh, like i find it difficult to vocalize what i like about it uh, it's not typical Queen's of astonish because the guitar isn't the lead focus. Yeah. Although, like, it adds like brilliant things, like at the end and like descending getting kind a of crescendo at the end of it, where he is just playing little descending sequences. But yeah. he's he's using a loop pedal, not a loop pedal, sorry, a whammy pedal to put it like an octave up, so it's really high pitched. Mm-hmm. He might be harmonizing it as an octave up. But anyway, that really. Kind of works and adds to it, and mm. like adds the feeling of falling because that track feels like you're falling. I yeah,
1: think. It, do, it it kind of does feel like you're like kind of falling down a mm. like a depressive spiral kind Aye. of thing. Like it does, it feels like a lot of time with my anxiety, mm. I feel like I'm trapped underwater. Mm-hmm. I get that big sense from that.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel I, that track a lot. Of the video is like because I. Once you see the video I I think you can't get out of your head when you're thinking it is a lot of it is like this body bandaged floating Mm. and then uh, falling towards the end. Right, right. And yeah, especially that ending like where it all kind of ramps up that and properly feels like it's you know, everything's dropping.
1: I think as well something really interesting. There's a lot of false endings in that song.
0: Yes, and then awful, awful lot of false
1: endings. And that must be kind of like indicative of the kind of hospital process. Like you Aye. feel like there's a light and then the light comes off, Aye. and the, you know, like constant feeling of it just starting over mm. and over again when you're not quite sure whether you're going to get out or Aye. not.
0: Yeah, it's that kind of like being dragged back into the track yeah, exactly. every single time. And yeah. um, the single mix, I think, was different. Okay. But the single mix of all of the tracks that released the single mm. were very different. I think for the second single, it was a track called Colopsia. They reduced it from nine minutes to a minute and a half of the song. Oh, wow,
1: that's a big difference, yeah. Yeah,
0: very different tracks because of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I just love Like Clockwork.
1: Good. Um,
0: it's a fantastic album. Right. And that's a fantastic song. Anyway. Anyway. So that was our picks. I
1: said, go home.
0: Our favourites from the 2010s. Next time, we're looking at movie tunes. Not scoring, songs that are in movies. Now, they can be good, they can be bad, they just need to be worth talking about. Why don't you let us know your picks for that list? We'll see if we have any matching for next time. Tweet us at 8 Tracks Podcast, or you know, comment on this YouTube video.
1: Is that the number eight?
0: Yes, it's the, the number digit?
1: eight. The word, the word eight.
0: No, the number. Okay. Why do you say number or digit? Same fucking thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, confuse people. Had a
1: stroke. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> number eight, tracks podcast.
1: Is that, is that the digit?
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you. Catch you later.
1: Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Tell your mum you love her.